Let's do it. One eighty five. What's up? The big one eight five. Glad to be here. Very I'm not a cat. Be- I'm a real person. I'm, I'm not a cat. <laughs> I thought you were a pretty cool cat and kitten, though. Yeah. <laughs> <You know. laughs> hey, all you cat cats and kittens. It's it, man. So, uh, yeah. How you guys doing? What's happening? Uh, long time no see. It's yeah, been a couple it's weeks. A What's up, Scott? Hey, Scott's hanging out. Always good to have Scott hanging out. Um, Life has been a little bit weird for me. I've been dealing with some personal stuff, so that's always fun in the time of COVID. It's not fun. I don't think that's fun at all, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In the time of COVID, things get weird, man. I think that's all I can really say. Um, But, uh, yeah, you know, surviving, hanging in there, getting through. Uh, How about you guys? How have you guys been? Well, I had to put a table together the other day, and yeah. and that was fun. And then take it apart, or take another one apart. So uh, that's all I've got going on in my life at all. So yeah, other than raising three kids, I'm just here to assemble things. That's all, that's it. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll never assemble a dollhouse again in my life. <laughs> yeah, that was oh. yeah. Don't don't do that for the kids. They don't need one. Um, Scott brings up a really good point. Um, shout out oh, to Texas. everybody that's um, dealing with the weather right now, like Texas. And um, I know that Texas isn't the only place. That's what's been in the news a lot. But um, a lot of people are dealing with some really crazy weather right now, and it's it's not fun for a lot of people. I have um, some people that I know that are in Texas who are um, – one guy I know had to literally – he had to leave his house and is paying to stay in a hotel right now because his pipes burst and there there's no electricity and they have no heat and uh yeah so like life is pretty crazy for a lot of people right now so i mean i talk you know i talk a little bit about um i've been going through some personal stuff my on my own but nothing life-threatening you know like what a lot of people have been dealing with so definitely shout out to anybody dealing with that whether you're um able to join us now or watching this or listening to this at a later date um, we definitely feel for you. Definitely. Very true. Very true. Take care of y'all self. Get, get warm. You know, don't go get, don't get lost in the far away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's, what's the weather like for you right now, Eric? Cause I mean, normally I feel like out of the three of us, you're the one that's most likely to be stuck like a foot under snow. We had a stretch of days. I don't remember how long, maybe four or five days, maybe a little bit longer that was all like negative 20 negative 30 degree weather boo on that um but that's minnesota man like that's not like if you live in minnesota and you get mad that the wet that that you have a stretch of days in the wind middle of the winter that are negative 20 then you're living in the wrong place if you live in texas and you get like inches of snow and they don't melt immediately like and it shuts down your power grid. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, Texas don't, and whatnot get that that 
what do you call it? The um, ice storms, really, where it's just ridiculous. So, But we actually closed down almost for like two days out here because we had a, a good amount of snow out here in Washington. I couldn't even get out of the driveway yeah. for a while. So got pretty I have a sister who lives near Seattle, and she was saying that uh, it was pretty crazy for a bit there. Yeah, pretty, pretty wild. On, on, on positive notes, I don't know if I talked to you guys, but I got fully vaccinated. I got the uh, yes. vaccination. And awesome. you, you won't get worms now? Is that I won't get worms. You know what I mean? Like um, the worms, no, were, I, I got dewormed. No more fleas. And, uh, That's good. No more fleas. The radar and, dish uh, is off. No, no more children. Back to cleaning <laughs> yourself. That's good. But, you know, it's weird, though. I, I, I think I, I don't know. Forgive me if I said this, but every time the microwave goes off, I pee my pants. Um, it's, I don't know. <laughs> the side effects, you know, the microchips and crap. So, Lord, oh. I apologize. You know, now they're going to see everything I type on the Internet. They don't already see that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> no, that's awesome that you got vaccinated, though. Um I'm definitely looking forward to the day that I can get vaccinated personally. Um, and hopefully, you know, everybody else out there, when your opportunity comes, you take it. Yep. I get your get vaccination. It. Get it. Yep. Um, I know. I'm just like, just please give it to me. Give me them both real quick. You know, <laughs> I don't care. Give me all of them. I want the just Pfizer. I want the. You guys knew it had to happen. He wants the Pfizer. He means the Pfizer, the blue pill. He needs it. He doesn't need to vaccinate the Pfizer. <laughs> so that's awesome. No. Oh, cripes. <laughs> Today's a good day, though. A new book comes out. Yeah. Not only is it a new issue, it's a new series, and that's always exciting. Yeah. yeah. I like new series. I like new comics. I, I do, too. I like them a lot. So last time we were on the board, uh, we got to talk with Matthew Klein. I think we got a, a pretty good interview out of that with Matthew. I think uh, he really did get us some stuff, and I don't think we uh, I don't think we gave him any softballs really. You know, didn't throw any up for him. I think we uh, we were pretty straightforward with him, and uh, hopefully, you guys that haven't watched it, go back and watch it. But uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully, we got some answers that kind of we we're hoping to hear. Not only did we get to ask our questions, but we had some fan questions, you know, from other fans like ourselves um, that we got to ask. And I really felt like we got straight answers. And that to me is like, I feel like when you're talking to somebody who's in sales or marketing, like it's really hard. Not, it's really hard not to be cynical and think like, oh, we're just going to get, you know, the line of corporate BS. And I really felt like Matthew came out came out and was just totally above board. Obviously, there were things that he couldn't say, like because he didn't know. But I think he gave us a lot of information, and I really hope that people do go back and listen to that because he gave us a lot. Um, he told us about visitor that oh, he's not supposed to say that. <laughs> No, just kidding. But keep going. No, I was just saying that he told us about um, he told us about that visitors coming back for sure. He told us I don't know. He told us a lot of information, and there was little bits of hints towards other things besides comics coming. And I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just really excited. 
Yeah, I thought it was a great interview with him. You know, like, and the thing is, like, it's it's great when pe- when we get a lot of answers for stuff. You know, so like we know that at some point very soon, public publishing is going to increase the number of books that come out. He sounded like he was very positive that it was going to happen pretty soon. Um, you know, they there's there's a lot of plans for like a lot of the characters that we all really love from getting back getting back to monthly tales. So. And I even thought, like, we had probably the best conversation ever. And it comes up here a lot about the quarterly book, the anthology book, which, you know, I'm never going to think it's going to happen. But it was great that we even got to have, like, a legitimate conversation about that, you know. And it's good that when someone like Matthew comes on, we get to understand not just like a, hey, that can happen or that can't happen, but here's why it can't happen. I thought he actually did a really great job of explaining it from his standpoint or from like Valiant's standpoint, like why certain things happen the way they do. So, you know, for anybody listening after the fact, it was our last episode, episode 184. If you get a chance, go back and listen to it. It was really like, it was a great episode. I think when I was done with that, I just couldn't believe like how much fun doing that episode was. Because we talked about wrestling. And we did talk about some (laughs) wrestling. He had his championship belt. (laughs) Um. No, I, I I totally agree with you, Josh. I, I feel like he gave us some insights, some kind of inside baseball, and um, I just think that he spoke to us on our level and not from a like – he wasn't looking down on us. He wasn't looking down on fans. He wasn't um, pandering. He was yeah. just saying, thank you guys for enjoying what we do, and um, – here's everything that I can possibly tell you and maybe a couple things I shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. So any, I don't know. I don't think we got any news as far as Valiant news outside of, you know, talking with Matthew this week or last two weeks ago, whatever it was. Um, if we had much uh, Valiant news. There was that podcast or live stream or whatever it was, however you want to, whatever you want to call it that um, Nathan Stockman did, that they gave away another piece of Nathan Stockman art, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't think that there were, you know, there are no new series announcements. That's the tough thing when there are only a couple books a month is that the announcement doesn't, announcements don't come quite as, as quick as, um, you know, they did when we were getting six plus books a month. Um, that's the other thing. Matthew said, and he is on the record, about the possibility of more than two books a month in the foreseeable future. Maybe not every month, but the possibility of there being months where there are more than two books. And you can go back and listen to exactly what he had to say about that, but that was exciting for me because that's one of the things that I really want. I My comic book consumption has really been limited to Valiant lately, and the more Valiant I can get, the more excited I am about comic books in general. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. I'll agree with that. So. <sighs> well, all right, guys, that was fun. Make sure you like, subscribe, and uh, we'll uh, see you on the next episode. So Scott is asking if we'll talk about Berserker number one next week. Um, you know, I wasn't planning on even buying it. <laughs> I already bought the Kickstarter for it, so I'm waiting for the hardcover in like uh, a year or whatever. And like, a, well, they're gonna do like a year. There's like four books, and you're gonna get a book a year or something like that. So, yeah. um, which is pretty yeah. cool. So, yeah, 
my only thought about it because I just don't read a lot from Boom. I don't really care. It's it's Matt Kent. Uh, I think Matt Kent's great. Um, so maybe like I'll read a digital copy of it. I get Boom's press releases, but um, my only real thought about it is I hope that Matt Kent makes a ton of money off it because I saw that the orders were about a little more than six hundred thousand copies have been ordered of this book, and that's huge. I mean, it's humongous. Plus, like Especially, a million dollars on the Kickstarter too. Yeah. So yeah. And I, and I don't know, like I mean, I don't know how much money he's gonna pocket from his Kickstarter, but I'm just saying, like the dude works his ass off. I like just about everything he works on. Um, he's a a guy who does mostly creator owned books. I hope that he gets. I hope he like is very successful from this, just because I like his work a ton. You know. Yeah. I, I, and, and it looks like it's set to be a movie anyway down the road. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty much written for Keanu Reeves. He's he's co-author basically on it as well, they're saying. So, yeah. So hopefully something happens for him. I am a massive John Wick fan, so that's what makes me want to read it. Yeah. I'm a massive Bill and Ted's fan. So John Wick is so much cooler. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, oh. But, yeah, I think that's a good call. Solid, I don't know, Scott. We'll talk about it now that you bring it up. We'll talk about it, and we'll get back to you. Well. Well, should we talk about this week's book? We should totally. It is time for a spoiler alert. Isn't that right, Eric? Oh, you know what I think it's time for? A spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Yep, it sure is. <laughs> you don't do it when it's like, oh, that would be the perfect time to hit it. No, when I try to say something, that's when you hit it. Never. That doesn't happen. I Spoiler alert, read the book, come back, get it with us, guys. Let's chat about this book. Uh, pause? Okay, let's go. All right. So here's my whole thinking on it. Um, you brought up something, Hoosier, right before we started. And I would like you to repeat that for the folks that are watching. Well, yeah, part of it I want to give out is the uh, creators on this. Max Bemis is writing, artist Nathan Stockman. And uh, the other part that was interesting, I wanted to give credit, but I wasn't exactly sure credit where credit is due, is colorist. Um, in the covers that you'll see that are preview art, you'll see Brian Reber's colors on it, uh, his name on it at least. And then on here on what we got is our um, – our, um, press book says uh triano farrell so a little bit different who's i'm not sure who did the colors but i'm pretty sure it's triano farrell since it's on the demo um on the press press comic copy but uh it's weird when they get those extra covers out there those press covers out there and they have a different artist's name on it so yeah so if i can be completely brutally honest i thought Honestly, the weakest part of this book were the colors. I thought that there was a lot of... It looked like the colors were done really quickly. Not that they were done by somebody poorly. Like It didn't look like they were done by somebody who's bad at coloring. It looked like they were done really quickly. That was my impression that I took away from this book. Yeah. And they, they look flat. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yes. Oh my God. That is the perfect way to say it. The colors did look a little bit flat. Yeah. Um, 
And um, I'm not saying that to be a dick. And if it comes across that way, I apologize. Eric, but... why are you being a dick? <laughs> Don't be. Don't be a dick. In a world full uh, of dicks, be an ass. Yeah. <laughs> I just I don't know, guys. That's that was that was the weakest point for me. Um, the idea of Kevin having a brother and um, his brother kind of turning him into a cash cow that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, the random dino lizard things showing up, I thought was. A little convenient, really, that they show up right where Savage is, and that's his whole thing. Um, but um, I, I honestly laughed out loud when um, one of the big dino lizard god Gojira things picked up Big Ben and then like used it as a baseball bat. Like I, I audibly laughed out loud. So I thought that was kind of funny. Um, and then Savage being Savage was pretty badass. And then the ending, I mean, we can get through all of this, but I felt like from the line work and the writing perspective, this was actually, um, I don't know quite what I was expecting, but I think this was actually a little bit better than what I was expecting it to be. Okay, so like I think like that kind of reaction is exactly what mine is too. Because like I think when you look at like the, the covers that were thrown out there where it's like like the one in twenty cover, especially where it's like a glamour shot, you know, like a book it, it was a cover that would look a lot better with the magazine variants that Livewire did than, you know, this dude that goes around and butchered dinosaurs on the fairway, you know. But this book I was kind of blown away by because for one I like the first Savage miniseries. I don't love the first one. I've always gotten a lot of shit for that. You know, I was like, oh, I think it's okay. It's good. You know, it's not great. And I probably, like, reading this one, I probably like the story better already in this one than I do, like, in the very first issue of Savage 1 from, like, four years ago. Um, I didn't have a problem with the colors. I really like the art on the, the book. Uh, Nathan Stockman, I'm not familiar with him at all. Or Triona Farrell. Um, I'm not familiar with either of these creators or, you know, artists and colors, but I like what I saw, you know, it wasn't the best, but it was pretty good. I mean, I was pretty happy with it. And one of the things I really liked about it was especially was when we got to what I was, I guess like the, the second half of the book where it's just like an all out fight, blood and guts fight between Savage and a bunch of like dinosaur creatures. And I just remember there's one page where it's like he pops in like the ear or the nostril or something. Yeah. And you just see him like inside. And I thought, that's so creative. And he busts out through the eye. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. And you know, and the thing is, like, I'm not very familiar with Max Bemis. Um, the only the only thing I even know this dude from is that he he wrote Moon Knight. I understand he's done some music, but like I read his Moon Knight that he did like two or three years ago, and I really liked it a lot. I generally like Moon Knight books, though, so I, don't, I mean, I don't know how good it really is or not, but I thought the writing on this was really good. It was really enjoyable. I mean, I don't know if I would even say, like, the colors were weak. Um, I thought they were all right, you know? I mean, maybe, like, in the, the second act when it's just, like, a lot of, like, fighting and a lot of blood and guts between, uh, the, you know, the dinosaur fight. 
I think then like the colors weren't as good in that part of it because very dark, dark setting. But I don't know. I was pretty happy with this. Like I don't know what I expected to. I guess I thought it was just gonna be terrible. You know, because like because what we're told is like it's oh it's savage and he's like a teen heartthrob. It's like who gives a shit? You know, right? Like I don't want to read that. But that's not really what this is. Like I think that they kind of throw you for a little bit of a curve on that by Mm -hmm. making it sound like it's gonna be a lot more about that. It's not. And I think a lot of the like story setup on this is actually pretty clever. It's good that they use a brother. Like just like Eric said, you know, like I think like it is it kind of works. You know, I don't know what else anyone would have wanted to do with this post with where the the last episode or the, the not last episode, but the last mini series ended. I don't know what people would have really wanted, but I think as far as like picking up the pieces from there, there's not much you couldn't go much better, personally. Yeah. Well, let's go into my no. <laughs> um, you know, it was it was an interesting book. I mean, I mean to hit up on the um, so I guess the elephant in the room. It's not Louis Larosa doing dinosaurs, and who else does Louis Larosa dinosaurs like Louis Larosa? So to a degree, I didn't like the art, but this makes a lot of sense to kind of change the pace of that to avoid to agree that comparison. I'm sorry, I already did it though. Um, so, I don't, but, but I don't think you, I don't think you could get past the book right. without even acknowledging it. Like I wrote a review for Graphic Policy, and I think even in my review I said, "How do you do a dinosaur book without Louis Rosa?" Anytime I see dinosaurs in comics, I just think, "How do you do those without Louis Rosa?" Well, Bad the previews idea. of Tankers, Tankers looks pretty darn cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but getting onto that point, I mean, you really look at it, and um, so it's changed, right? It, it really did remind me of Savage meets uh, Archie. And, you know, that was our Riverdale or whatever it is. And it's a weird approach with the brother and the brother coming in wanting to basically PR, manipulate, you know, his little brother who became famous because he just showed up uh, with uh, a greater rise. I wish they would have seen, I would like to see, I guess I'm not going to say I wish it's not like it's not going to happen. I'd like to see like how it was when he landed when he became right there in London and it's like, wait, what the heck? This guy just murdered somebody. What the heck's up with this kid? Um, and seeing kind of that press of him all of a sudden coming him, you know, it still seems like he's trying to get acclimated to the world uh, that he's currently in and not far away. But I would like to see that culture shock at the very beginning. Cause it seems like he's kind of got an idea of kind of flowing with things, but still having his um, history in the far away be there for him. Um, so, I, I mean, and then moving into the direction of these, uh, this new uh, dinosaurs coming in. They, they get a, like a wormhole and they come in and they are, uh, it kind of reminded me of Godzilla or something of that nature where they're grabbing Big Ben and throwing it around like a baseball bat, like you said, Eric. It was action. Um, you know, I, I, I liked it a little more than I expected. Um, is the book written for me? I don't feel like it completely is. I feel like it's a younger audience. Um, but it was entertaining. I mean, it was entertaining. I'll give it that. And, uh, I'm interested to see, you know, to where are we going with the next issues? We get some, uh, villains in the end that kind of show themselves. Um, and, uh, one of the, one of the things that really caught me right at the first part of this book is that whole social media page at the beginning. It looked like I was reading quantum and Woody again, 
with their the way they did it was Quantum and Woody with their whole social media page as kind of like their introduction page. Um, you know, I hope they don't, you know, overplay things like that continued, right? Because Quantum and Woody hadn't been out that long ago. Um, and it's the, that similar touch base that uh, that was done there. Okay, two things that I want to say about what everything you just said. Number one, that social media page um, totally felt like Quantum and Woody. And there was a shout out to A Sound of Thunder. So I thought that was really cool. That was cool, too. I, I do um, dig that they that they continue to do that. They shout out J Rob on Quantum and Woody, Woody yep. which was awesome, and then a little Sound of Thunder saying that there might be a little bit of a Savage song on the way, kind of like a leak of that or a Shadow Man song on the way. I think that is uh, that is cool. That's fan service, uh, you know, within the Valiant fandom of uh, of that. So that was cool. And then the other thing I want to say, that last page when Savage is all wrapped up in that green ribbon or whatever it is. And there's these guys that totally look like they're from. Um, what was it? Einstein's, whatever it was. Edison's, uh, Edison's yes. Something acquisitions or something like that. Yep. I, I agree. That's exactly what I had to double take on that too. Project bizarre. This is, like, I feel like this is, um, it didn't feel like a Quantum and Woody book to me until that very last page. And then I was like, what the fuck? I thought this was Savage, not Quantum and Woody. Like, that's the only thing that, like, really jumped out at me as, like, a hold on. What the hell is going on here? Um, but, like I said, I did audibly laugh out loud when those uh, Gojira creatures we're using Big Ben as a baseball bat. So if this is a fun, funny, but still action-packed book, I can get on board with that. Again, I will agree with you, Hoosier. I don't think that this is written for me. Right. Um, but I can accept that as a reader of a company who doesn't say, what would Eric Baumgart think of this book every time they hire a creative team? Um you know, I can accept that that's not the thought process. And having accepted that, I'll read the book for what it's trying to be. And I thought it accomplished what it was trying to accomplish really well. Um, the biggest, honestly, the biggest complaint that I have is that I do feel like the color seemed a little bit rushed and a little bit flat, as you put it before. Other than that, I think that this book like Josh said before, I was kind of expecting it to be bad, but it really wasn't. Edison's Radical Acquisitions. There you go. Thank you so much, Scott. Thank you. Um, so I had one one issue with this, and I couldn't unsee it. And um, I do want to call images to this right here is to pay attention to fingers, right? Pay attention to the big, long fingers on the brother there, uh, the finger pointing back at the brother. Um, and it's on kind the, of on the billboard page. Just all of it, everywhere. Look at fingers. Look at the brother's hand and his fingers across his face. Look at Savage's long fingers there, given the peace sign. And it was one thing I noticed, and I, 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 it, it just bothered me a little bit, is the nubby little fingers they give the little person, and the long fingers everyone else has. It was just very. <laughs> I couldn't unsee that once I saw that. 
giving the little person lady in the left corner here um, the nubby little fingers. And meanwhile, most everybody has these big, long fingers. It just seemed very like stereotyping little. Well, nubby, I, I mean, nubby I don't fingers. know. I don't know what the politically correct term is for that kind of person. So I'm not going to say anything about that, you know, or or point out their fingers. Thank you very much. I didn't draw um, them. I'm just yeah. pointing it out. I, you know, I I find that hands and feet are super hard to draw when it comes to like when I when I just practice my sketch work. So like you know, I I feel like the fingers and hands are better than what I do in this. Or the yeah. Um, you know, one, one thing I would want to know about the art, um, I don't know anything much about uh, Nathan Stockman. I would love to know if maybe like one of his like personal art heroes would have been John McRae. Because to me, like so much of his art looks like John, like John McRae. John McRae did books like Dead um, Eyes, Dead Eyes currently, but like Hitman and yeah. he did Punch, did a ton, ton, ton of work with Garth Ennis. And Garth uh, is the best writer there is. Hero gasm. To me. Yeah, hero gasm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but just like, um, kind of like a lot of like slapstick and funny stuff. His art, that that's what I get out of his art a lot of time. Because if you've ever read Hitman, Hitman is just amazing anyway. But there's a lot of like comedic effect to the art. And I kind of felt like when I was looking at his art here, I was like, oh man, this guy kind of reminds me a little bit of like John McRae. And then the very last page, when you see the Project Bizarre dudes, I was like, holy shit, they look like they fell out of a, a John McRae book easily. They just look so weird. And the dinosaurs kind of look like it, looked a little bit like his style too. Not saying that like he was like ripping them off or anything style-wise. I'm just saying like, I wouldn't be surprised if like growing up that guy looked at someone's art like that and was like, oh, that's, I like what he's doing. That's kind of similar to what I do. But, and that might also be why I like the art so much in this book. Yeah, because I'm a huge fan of John McRae. Yeah, it wouldn't be a bad thing to be inspired by John McRae. Yeah, by there are worse. Ones. Yeah, there are worse people. Rob Liefeld. The dude is hilarious too. I love John McRae. Uh, shout out to so, that guy. <laughs> so one thing that I would say about the art is that you can't read a new Savage book and not call out the previous one, which had. Was Clayton Henry, right? Yeah, Clayton Henry and Louis LaRosa. Louis LaRosa. A crazy good tag team. And the thing about both of those artists, they have very different styles. You you're not gonna you're not gonna say the one looks like the other at all. Um, but they both have really, really tight styles. Like both of them draw very I don't know how else to describe it other than extremely tight and controlled. I feel like Nathan Stockman's work is a little bit more free flowing and a little bit more kinetic. And I think that that is like the biggest difference from previous, the, the previous Savage book to this one is that the art is definitely a lot more free flowing. It's a lot more um, mobile, but there were some of those pages where like Savage is running across building the roofs of buildings and stuff. Um, it it looked really good and it read really fast. Like, and by it read really fast, like, I mean, it sucked me in, right? Like, and, and there was no, I did notice, uh, not to the degree Hoosier did, I did notice that there were some long fingers in the book, but um, to me, 
nothing, nothing in the art took me out of the story. The only thing, my only critique was there were a couple of pages where the, the colors looked really flat. Other than that, nothing really took me out of the story. Everything just sucked me in further and further. And there were pages that I blew through so fast because it just felt almost animated instead of, you know, static pictures on a page. So to me, that's a huge credit to the art team that they were able to pull that off. Because you can't, obviously, you cannot animate a comic book page. But when you can draw it in a way where it feels animated and it feels like it's pulling you from panel to panel and the layouts are done in a way where your eye just flows through the page, that is really high quality visual storytelling. It has to be written well for that to work and the art team has to know what they're doing for that to work. Yeah. There, there were some of it that, you know, like this, this one panel was interesting or this this whole setup on this image that are showing here uh, and part of it is just kind of seeing the way things flow I, it kind of caught me off guard from time to time where you see the the girls the pink girl in the pink and the purple hat that are asking for the autograph you see them in in three panels there and it just doesn't necessarily like flow within it, it looks like they're behind them then the next thing you know they're right in front of them asking for an autograph and now they're way in front of them and, and they're Basically, it's there, but they're yet they're still walking in the same direction. Um, I don't know. I guess I noticed little things like that, but I absolutely agree with you, Eric. At Red Fast, um, it was a story where it wasn't a labor to read by any means. Um, which is that because it is you know directed towards a, a YA, a young adults kind of feel, or was it a uh, intriguing story that made you want to go from page to page? And a little bit of both is my answer to that. So. Um, it, it was like, let's see what it is. Let's see what this brother is. Um, it's obvious that the brother is kind of a douche. And um, and <laughs> yeah. does does he have some redeeming qualities about this when his brother's kind of with this other group getting uh, basically abducted there? Or um, is he just in for a money ticket? Because, I mean, I, there was that. I did like the call out to um, Beckham, David Beckham, though, uh, because that's what we all said about Savage, the first Savage. is like, yeah, you got this David Beckham guy who's like in his plane with his posh spice and shit hits the fan and they wreck and baby Beckham, you know, is left on the island. So I remember a lot of people saying that about the first one. So I did like the call out of like, oh, yeah, you know, he was OK. He's the best thing in England since Beckham, you know, so I thought that was kind of cool. Agreed. Yeah. I don't know what to say other than other than the art felt kinetic. It felt as liquid and mobile as art can possibly feel when it's drawn in pictures on a page. Um, for me, there's so much good about this book that I really didn't expect. Honestly, I felt like this was going to be a YA book. And maybe to a certain degree it is a little bit, but it it doesn't have that like fluffy, cheesy feel of a YA book. You know, like it doesn't feel like Valiant High to me, you know? And nothing wrong with Valiant High. I think Valiant High was awesome for what it was honestly but um 
I just think that this um, felt like it's not Twilight, you know, it's not a YA book in that sense. I think that you could give this to a teenager and say, you know, this is a guy who the world doesn't understand and he doesn't understand the world and he's been thrust into fame and go from there. Um, and I think that that would work for them, but it also didn't feel like something that I would have to be ashamed to enjoy as, as a 35 year old man. Um, so having said all that, I think that the writing was solid. I think that the line work was really good. I think that the colors on certain pages fell a little bit flat and all of that put together. It's really hard for me to score this. I want to give it a 3.5 out of five. I think that it is a good book. Um, it felt a little bit quantum and woody ish in the very, very beginning and the very, very end. And I'm really curious to see how that plays out. But that's the thing that makes this good is that I want to read the next issue and see where it goes. If I finish this issue and said, well, that's enough for me. I don't give a fuck what happens next. <laughs> then it would be really hard for me to give this any kind of positive review at all. Um, but there, there are things where this book isn't written for me. I can't give it a five, you know. Um, but I do think that it's, you know, it's in that range of 3.5 to 3.75 for me. It might be a 3.75. Um, I do think that it is a good book and I do think that it's something that, um, I'm going to be happy to read the next issue and I hope that others are as well. If you keep talking, you're going to talk yourself into like a 4.5. So I think that it's in that range of a, for me, I think it's in that range of a 3.5 to a 3.75. It's somewhere in there for me where I couldn't quite give it a four out of five like that to me would require it to be more my style for me to enjoy it that much. But I do think that it is a good book and I do think that it deserves, a, you know, a positive score. So to me, that three five to three point seven five range is is where I would land. OK, I'm a bit higher. I'm actually going to go in at a four point two five on this one. Yeah, I, I again, like I, I was kind of like floored by how much I like this book. I did because we again, you know, like when you look at the covers, where he's got like his free flowing hair, you know, free flowing hair, and he's all glamored up. It's like, what is the book gonna be, you know? And, and this, right? Uh, sorry, yeah, I like that one. That one, <laughs> I like the, I love the like green background and all that though. I mean, like the the emoji stuff behind it is what, what really yeah. kind of make not like it, but like. Outside of the emojis, that's actually a really great cover. Yeah. But, I mean, here's the thing about it. Like, this is a, a case, I think, where the covers just don't really tell the story of, like, what this book is. Because I just think all oh, the covers look they look all right. The The pre-order ones are the best-looking ones because it's just – those are, like, action shots, him fighting a dinosaur. And that's what the book is, you know? He's really, like, the new Turok, you know? Like, um, and he is just blood and guts, like, slaying these beasts. I But I really like the writing – um, you can't you can't replicate what Louis LaRosa does with dinosaurs because he's just so into them. It's not even as much his style. It's just the fact that, like, you know, the, like he knows everything about dinosaurs, it seems like, you know. And 
Um, it's just something that, like, as an adult, it's like really impressive, you know. But if you get past that, I think fans can like this book. There's a lot more dialogue in it than there was with the previous series. Or at least it felt like I had a little more reading to do. I read the first trade paperback before I wrote my review last week of this issue. And uh, I like what that previous series was, but I thought this was a ton of fun. And I like what the art, I love the art style on it. I mean, I've already talked about enough of that stuff. And I like the, the Twitter page intro, okay? <laughs> I'm not saying that it was bad. I'm just saying it was duplicated. I know. But the, to me, it's like, I love that stuff because like, especially like because of the fact that like, J-Rob got represented on one of them, and then our friends at Sound of Thunder got represented. So I just think, like, that's Both awesome. have been guests here at Get Valiant. Let me uh, yeah. say that. That's Love true. It. And um, one of them's in the chat right now. So, yeah. <laughs> See, and I don't have the chat up right now because I'm having some iPad problems. Um, but anyway, like, I just – I really like it. Um, and it just had a lot more action than I thought it would have. I just thought it was going to be – I guess what I kind of thought it was going to be was a whole lot of the – Savage is like a teen sensation, and maybe on that very last page, we can see like some shit go down. And instead, like it opens with some violence. It like halfway through the book, it gets back into like a big battle royal. Like, it, I don't know. Like, this book was awesome. I just, I got no complaints with it, you know? So, um, yeah, I went four, four two, five. I, I don't mind. Yeah. To jump in real quick, I just want to say, like, I, I felt the same way that this book was more action-packed than I expected it to be. Duly noted. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that into uh, consideration as I'm scoring it up. Um, you know, like like I said, I, I appreciated this book more more than I more than I thought. It, you know, I, I you know you definitely get that teeny bopper vibe with it, um, but. And that's on purpose because it seems like that's what the brother wants. When you think about society and a famous soccer player who's dead and all of a sudden his child is shows up out of nowhere, the news is going to be on it. Girls are going to be, oh, he's cute because, I mean, you look at the cash me outside girl on Dr. Phil. She made it everywhere and she's even like a, a rapper now that's popular. You know, crap like that's going to happen when you get five minutes somehow or some fit way, right? And especially if you still have a brother who's like, the survivor of you know of the savage the savage of uh of that the uh the beckham like character there's going to be some uh there's going to be some limelight that's thrown around there so i to a degree that makes sense um is it necessarily the direction i necessarily wanted not right now i i, I want to see people freak out when this kid's there and see him try to really get acclimated at first and see him try to trust anybody um I want to see him back in the far away. So I guess it leads me to like lots of things that I want to see here. Um, or what happens with this guy? Um, it, yeah. And it, it's, you know, I'm still excited for it. Um, I don't really know where I'm at right there, but I'm going to say I'm right at like a, a 3.5 with it for now. Um, it could go up. Uh, it could go down uh, based off of the whole arc. And um where it really goes does it you know really push off to be a teeny bopper or is that just part of the story right now of a brother trying to turn somebody into that which uh which could be and uh let's see where it takes us and uh let's see savage be just the the crazy badass kid that uh we saw him in the last time he uh we saw him in that series i uh i liked when he kicked all those old guys ass at the far away so hopefully we get to see some more of that <laughs> 
ideally. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm glad that we're we're pretty much on the same page. Um, I do think that for me, I need to be at a three seven five. Um, I'm not talking myself any higher, but um, um, I think if this book was written for me, that's what I'm trying to think of right now. Like, what would have made this a higher scoring book for me? If it was written for me, it would have been you know Louis Larosa or Miko Suwayan doing the art, and it would have been um, like this dark and gritty and just gory as fuck. Like, yeah, but it's not that. It's not trying to be that. And that's why I can respect it for what it is, you know, because it, it accomplishes what it's attempting to do really well, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Sweet. You know what? They were, the, this whole conversation reminded me of, like, um, Eric and I, we used to be kind of rough when, like, Valiant High came out. And I want to say, like, when when the issues came out for Valiant High, we would we'd have like another book to talk about, or maybe like back then we might have been running like an episode behind, so we'd be like, oh, we got like four books to talk about, and we would talk about like Bloodshot Reborn or something like that. And be like, oh man, Bloodshot Reborn, go on this like 10, 15 minute long conversation about it, and then we'd be like, oh, Valiant High, it's like a three, cool, next book, <laughs> because we were just like. Because the book was so different than anything that we either of us were really reading, you know, and uh, it wasn't anything against the creative team, but we were just like, yeah, like it's just not for us. But um, it's cool. It's it's like an average book, but it's valiant, so we like it a little bit more than like an average book. You Next guys book, know please. you would love and drool over a valiant high animated series. Uh, when I watch it, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, though, I'm just such a fan of the product. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, man, give me anything Valiant. And if they're like, here's a whole series about, um, I don't know. I can't even think of, like, some mediocre, like, team. But, like, just give me, like, here's something about, like, I don't know. Animated Valiant High, sure. But I would also at the same time, the entire time, think, okay, if this is cool, I hope someone else just sees the regular version of all these characters. Mm-hmm. And is like that's what you want. You don't want Bloodshot the PE teacher. You want Bloodshot the fucking nanite killing machine who doesn't know who he is half the time, you know. And and the adventures that he would go through. Or you want Shadow Man who's like in the world of the living and the dead, and it's fucking dark and crazy. Like that's what I would be thinking the whole time. And then I wouldn't get those things, and that would just become a disappointment. Can you imagine a delinquents animated series in the style of Venture Brothers? It'd be cool. You know, I mean That I, would be amazing. But to me, like everybody's like, oh, I would just I just want like a, a Quantum and Woody animated series. And to me, I'm like, I want live action, man. Like we finally got a we got Bloodshot live action. Like, let's we can aim. We don't have to be like, okay, we got a live action, but we got to aim a little bit lower. You know, we can fuck no. It's sky's the limit now, man. I want some Harbinger live action. That's yeah, what I want, I want. Yeah, like I mean, I don't. know. We'll see how that goes. EXO live action. Yeah. Oh man, Dark Shadow Man. Like, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm totally with you. There's some series that lead that would leave themselves to animation a little bit differently. You know, like like to, I've always said, a Rye live action would just be phenomenal. Um, but, you know, I mean, when we look at it, I think it's us just wanting to consume more. It's us it, wanting to get these that. characters. And it's 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 wanting to see the stuff that's uh, that's around, right? Eric puts on there that Castlevania series would be great in the Shadow Man style. Fuck. Yes. Um, but 
I mean, a freaking badass live action Shadow Man would be gnarly as well. Um, I'm all the way for it. Um, you know, well, we're talking like we're talking our series, and what's up for a Grammy in the short list for special effects is Bloodshot right now. It's in Oscar, the top ten. Not, not, Oscars, not Oscars, not Grammys. That would be Sound of Thunder that's going to get the Grammy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, that's so, crazy. Yeah, you know. But I mean, yeah, like, just I making don't the short list is awesome. Yeah, it's just amazing though. Like, it would even be considered. Um, damn it! I was going to say something. I can't remember what it was now. Oh, you know, what I know what I was going to say, and mm-hmm. it's a little bit about TV stuff. Like, the only disappointing thing I think about any of that stuff is that, like, there's a lot of talk about Doctor Mirage ending up at like the CW, which I don't think mm-hmm. is going to happen, just because like it's just totally DC stuff now. But that's the only place where I would be a little bit disappointed just because there's not enough of a budget to do it. At least at least like with animation, you can do anything you want. You can blow the world up and then like in two seconds just draw something different and voila, you know, it's fixed. But like I see enough CW shows to know that like the budgets aren't great, you know. So Dr. Mirage would be a, like a bummer if that if it ever happened, I think. You know. But I could be proved wrong. And I'd support it because I like the character a lot, but Mm-hmm. Aim and higher, man. Aim and higher. See, that's why I think Rye needs to be an animated series because the unless it's done by like Disney, you're never gonna have the budget to make Rye look right live action. Yeah. If you could make a Rye animated series that is like Well, like if it's like the same style as like the animated movies we get, like I would love that. You know, yeah. I mean, Valiant's just not a property that um, they're not. They're just not a company that's going to like garner that kind of like work. I think. Yeah. But you know, we can all daydream, and we, you know, I, I, I just hope that now that we've we've gotten a movie, we finally like as fans, we get to have that character to hang our hats on. We get we got Bloodshot, whether you love it or not. You know, we we do have something finally. It's cool. You know, I just hope it's not going to be like. 10 years before we get the next piece, you know, I hope, I like, mean, I hope Harbinger actually does happen. Like, Ninjak so would be great sooner. too, though. Any of them though. Ah, Ninja would be saying, so good. I'm just saying though, I just don't want to, I just hope I'm not like 55 when <laughs> like in 10 years, you know, when the next one comes out, kind of a drag. I'll be I there in my, my day, goddamn kids. And we had a bloodshot movie. And it was, he was bald. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if um, Bat in the Sun did another, um, like a sequel to Ninjak Versus? Oh. Man, it'd be cool because they just raised, they've been raising a ton of money for their Batman project they're doing with Kevin mm-hmm. Porter. And, Which looked amazing, by the way. Yeah, and for you can get involved in that. Like, I mean, I don't know what their Indiegogo link is. It's still active, but I mean, for like five bucks, you can get your like, you can help them out, you know, and just put, put another couple bucks on their thing just to make that movie. But I mean, it would be rad, and I would hope that they did it. They did it with crowdfunding, you know. Just this, mm-hmm. you know, be cool to see like yeah. what some of those perks could be, but also like, I loved what they did with Ninja versus the Valiant Universe, you know, and I think it. Valiant's trying to step away from that stuff. They want to do like, you know, big budget movies. They want to do stuff with like big studios. But man, don't forget like what those guys were capable of doing with very little money. Yeah, I, I just see the things that you know that are coming out soon, right? What uh, 
Netflix has done, you know what I mean, with all of their stuff. That I mean, Netflix seems like a good home for a lot of stuff. But then recently, Amazon, you know, with uh, The Boys, uh, that phenomenal series. And then coming out like next month, the animated freaking Invincible. Um, you know, some things that are wait what phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, Do you not know about that? No, I didn't know about that. Yeah, like, like Invincible from Image is going to be on Amazon like it's a cartoon. Yeah. Oh and it looks God. pretty it looks pretty sweet, yeah. and the, but you should what you should do is go look up the voice cast because oh, the God. voice cast is amazing. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Like so. they, like it's like a lot of people who you, you would know who they are. Yeah, it, it's funny those connections, right? And I think J.K. Simmons right, as uh, as the father, or whatnot, is going to be phenomenal. What? Um, what's uh, what's the guy's name from uh, The Walking Dead? Is going to be uh, Stephen Yun. Stephen Yun, yeah. So. There, there. It's a pretty phenomenal cast. That's all the way out there. Um, I, I'm gonna be digging it. So, yeah, it looks awesome. Um, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, I was trying to pull it up the other day, and I'm rereading that comic right now just to make sure I'm into it um, to get going. So, oh my god, Invincible was such an amazing comic. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna definitely watch that. Mark um, Hamill, Seth Rogen, Walter Goggins. That's right, Mark Hamill. Yep. Sandra O, oh, Jason Manzukis. I can't remember what? his name. He will always just be Rafi from the league to me. Jason yes, he will. Is gonna be <laughs> He's always going to be Rafi. Rafi. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but yeah, I mean, like, the, the, voice, the voice cast is incredible for it. So, oh, yeah. That'll be amazing. And okay. and they're um they're re they're re um they're putting out the number one again next month with a different cover, which they had just done one for like local comic shop day last year. So yeah yeah well Sandra get, oh get that's image, right yep. get image on it okay <laughs> you even got John Hamm in there too gosh dang yeah wow May a Whitman a lot of people that were on Walking Dead are doing voice work on it too Mahershala Ali yep. God, he, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ezra Miller, The Flash. Yep. Uh, what? How, I hate how to say his name, but he's awesome. Uh, Dijman Hassan. Husso? Yeah, he was. Um, Jiman Hansu. The Galaxy and. Right, Jiman Hansu, isn't that? Yes, Jiman Hansu. Yes, he was on uh, Blood Diamonds. Yeah, he's great. The dude that was Cuddy on The Wire, he was also in like Walking Dead, but he'll always just be Cuddy. A that couple more, awesome. yeah. Lots of Walking that. Dead team too, right? Yeah. There's a lot of Walking Dead people on Clancy there. Brown. Yep. War Woman is Lori right. Cohen. Right. Yeah, that's going to be phenomenal. You guys got to – everybody's got to watch that, and we should have some watch parties of that. Yes, we all need we, to watch We should do like an episode but, maybe like on an off week and talk about it just to be like – just to do like an episode. We could almost do that with a comic written by a former Valiant alum. And yeah. a really awesome action star. <laughs> we could. Um, anyway, anyway, <laughs> Savage came out this week. Savage was awesome. Uh, I want more. Oh, we all, we, oh, we all want more. Batman, whether that means more comic books, animated series, live action series, we all want more. But at the end of the day, I'm glad that we're getting what we're getting and that we're not getting nothing. So I'm going to be happy where we're at. 
and um, just continue to hope for more. It's like but, we say in my, my house, man. If, uh, you get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. You know? Oh, you say that to your kids too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and my other one is, where does whining get you? Nowhere. So, yeah. <laughs> I'll so, yeah. remember that one. <laughs> yeah, where does whining get you? Nowhere. It's like, then stop. <laughs> it doesn't get you anywhere. So you know, you know, if you came here for the conference discussion, now you're coming for the life lessons, and that's why that's I'm right about what we do here. <laughs> we should start a parenting podcast, Josh. Virtual fist bump. <laughs> oh man, I, uh, I, I know nothing about any of that, so I'll stay out of it. But I do want to thank everybody that's been on the stream: J. Rob, David, Scott, of course. Um, definitely appreciate everybody in the chat. Appreciate anybody watching or listening after the fact. Um, want to shout out to Matthew again for the amazing interview that he did with us on our last episode. And really hope that um, we get more opportunities to do stuff like that. So thank you, everybody. We will see you all next time. This has been Get Valiant number 185. 185. The big 185. Motro. Big. big.